Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Damn. You stuck dodging the devil the older you get. Youth grants grace. Growth grants grit. With that grit comes its known opposition, like addictions, evictions, convictions, lost visions, love riddled with truths hidden, world tripping. She just glitching, man. Here come the devil. Talking to you with a smile and a shovel, ready to bury you and your little hustle, and give you some bills and a, and a brand new muzzle. The piece of peace that you're perfect would release into the world would be a poison to the devil. So every chance is taken to take your light and and sell it back to the sky. And for twice as high. You're wise now, though, know it. Don't plant a seed in your mind if you do not wish to grow it. You're a fast motion kept in focus. Cash calls, some people worthless, but what's Chester hocus pocus? Pale folks, papas deem what work is. Broken people ain't always the brokest. As for the devil, show it. No ruler can size you. No ruler should rule you but the one that never binds you. Realize, too, all that will try you is designed to unwind you, define you, but you do get to decide if his tide will capsize you. The devil's been lied to. The devil could die, too. Hello? Yep. Hey. Hi. Sorry. Man, I was going through a lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for keeping you waiting. No, uh, it's okay. I was like, I thought it was me. Thank you for joining me um, tonight. Well, it's 7 o'clock here, so uh, it's evening time. All right, so how are you doing? How's your, how's your day been? Um, what's going on? I'm, um, I'm good. I've been, like, uh, chilling, <laughs> waiting for this to start. I started drinking already because I love wine. <laughs> Saturday is my birthday, so that's good. Um... Yeah, it's Saturdays are always about the wine. Um, and I'm I apologize now because my mom and I live at home with my parents with like oh, all okay, this quarantine cool. crap. So yeah, so you might hear some screaming in the background. I'm gonna try my hardest to ignore them. Oh no, it's fine. Um, so I just took my shower. Kind of too loud, me saying it. <laughs> And um, I was just basically at home, just um, just catching up on some series and trying to do some projects. And I was, you know, I just took a nap in the, in the morning, but like basically that's just what my day has been up to. I haven't gone out, um, and you know, I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation. So I just feel like, you know, I came ready to learn, <laughs> and you know. <laughs> That's pretty much what my day has been up to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, I'm, so, I'm not a mental health expert of any kind. I'm just, oh yeah, sure, you know, sure. I'm a regular person. Okay. 
Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. I think your internet connection might be a little bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's for my end, so I apologize. But uh, it's okay. if you can't hear me, just let me know. Okay, so I can try and figure it out um, mm -hmm. as we move on. So, so before we before we start, right? I just want to say thank you to everybody who's just tuned in, um, who just joined us live. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see some people. I don't really, I'm not very familiar with some people, but uh, thank you. Okay, and. Um, I just also want to say that um, I'm looking forward to having this conversation about uh, women and learning. Let me put it out there first. I'm, I'm just here to learn. So um, just bear with me, okay? Pretty much that's just it for my end now. Should we just get right into it or? Yeah, I think we can jump right into it. I think it'd be good to give some background around like why this topic, yep. like why you're so interested. Yep. Okay, okay, yeah. sure. So, um, so just a few weeks ago, or maybe a month, um, I, I have a friend who actually writes for, you know, hours. shout out to Christy, if you are watching this, or if you get to watch this, shout out to you. Um, he's basically like a freelance writer, so he, uh, he actually decided to put his article out on mental health, on um, men in Ghana and how they deal with it. And um, my friend that I actually checked, Jeanette, um, I sent her the article and she was reading it. So um, she reached out to me that you know, there was a bit in the article that was interesting. You know, we kind of got into like a bit of conversation and she showed me where exactly that bit was. So mm -hmm. it's practically, you know, centers around women, all right? And there was this one person in the article who was trying to, you know, explain how his um, mental health came about and how he was able to deal with it, um, you know, being depressed through school. And at a point, he said that his girlfriend, who he was with at that time, um, had to see him through it or had to um, basically care for him or be there for him. Um, and at the end of the day, they didn't end up being together. And you know, we had this conversation on a call um, before this one. So I wanted to look at that bit and then talk about how women have to go through a lot in heterosexual relationships. Um, you know, their mental health at stake. You know, um, physically just trying to help their partners and at the end of the day, lose themselves and not even end up with their partners. Um, I just thought that it was very interesting to actually pick your brain on it because, you know, you are a feminist and you are big on that. And, you know, I think I'm here to learn. So what do you think are some of the things that actually affect women when it comes to mental health, you know, in relationships? Yeah. Um, okay, so I thought of, I read the article that you sent and like we had our conversation. And I think that it's really interesting because, you know, like the first thing I would say is that I think that when we think about black women's men, specifically black women's mental health, there's so much that gets involved in that. 
that's it. And as like like you said, like I'm a I identify as an African feminist, but I'm situated in the United States. And for me, like I think that black women specifically are taught that being in relationships, whether romantic or platonic with men, requires some type of like sacrifice. That's what we're taught from the start. And I think that that's and that's probably true for like women as a whole. Like you're taught that like you're taught that you are there to serve the needs of men in some capacity or the other. Um, and I think that that plays out in a lot of our relationships. I was a little like, like when I told you earlier um, that I would probably critique a little bit because I think that even the tool of this conversation, the modern day woman, like I, I don't necessarily like that, right? Because I think that like, when we say modern, it also juxtap, it means that there's someone else that, right? And I think that like, when we think about what it means to be a black woman today, that's all has to do with a lot of what is learned behavior. Like, at least for myself, I can, speaking for myself, like I know that in my own relationships, I learned what it means to be a woman in those spaces because of the older women in my life, um, like yeah. my mom or my aunts. And I think that, that I can't separate myself from that. And I don't want to be in a position where I'm like seeing them as something different or other than me, right? But I think it's important that, like, if we're going to have this conversation, we have to think about the ways that, like, like patriarchy affects both men and women. And it means that it constructs specific types of masculinity and femininity, femininity for both men and women. So I think sure. that's what, was, what, what I thought was a little bit weird in the article was, like, they specifically talk about, like, masculinity, but they don't really address, like, what does it mean to be a woman in relation to masculinity, right? Like, what does it mean to be a mom or a sister or a best friend or a girlfriend to someone who is experiencing all of these issues but then doesn't know how to deal with them. I actually like just to get a little bit personal like I recently came out of something I was in this kind of like weird back and forth thing with this guy for like two years almost and he had a lot of undealt trauma right like he would talk to me about it but like he himself hadn't dealt with his own trauma and that meant that like in our like weird kind of situation, relation, whatever, that I was always ending up getting the brunt of his like trauma. Like I would get that bad behavior. And I think it took a lot. Like my friends, all of my friends told me to drop him all of this, but I couldn't do it because I think there's still a part of me that feels like a part of being yes. in a relationship or being with someone is like, being with a man specifically is about like caring for them, but it's always, I'm going through the process of learning that, like, <laughs> sorry, my friends are, like, texting me as we're having this conversation. I'm going through the process of, like, teaching myself to undo all of this bad behavior, all of this learned behavior, right? Because, like, it comes at a sacrifice of me. Like, I end up losing part of myself. I ended up, I end up looking at myself differently or badly because of these interactions that I've had. Um, and I think that, it, yeah, I think that I thought the article was kind of also a little problematic, but it's okay to ignore me. I'll, <laughs> like, I'll pick up everything. <laughs> That's, um, this is honest like, yeah, like, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I would be interested to know, like, in what ways do you think that, like, how do you deal with your own mental health? Like, and how do you think masculinity plays out in your own relationships? Like, ideas of, like, what it means to be a man. How does it play out in your own relationships? And, like, do you think that that has had bad impacts on the women that you've been in in relation with i think I, i'd be interested to know like your own reflections okay so i mean with me it's just a little bit complicated 
Um, but I think it's explainable looking at the fact that I am currently in a place in my life where I'm able to distinguish like, you know, what is good for me and what is not good for me and learn and unlearn a lot of things. Um, with me, um, growing up was just really, you know, how should I even put it? It was, it was just a lesson for me. You know, um, I actually grew with my mom because my father wasn't around. So I just kind of think that one bit of trauma that I've had to deal with my whole life and just the whole idea of, you know, having a mother who was playing a father figure, you know, and basically just like trying to lean more into the feminine side. So, I mean, for me, I was a bit confused growing up and, you know, having relations with women and stuff. So. Um, I think that part of like the traumas that I had was just a big toll on me in terms of my mental. And um, I've, I've always, you know, had a thing to learn. So me personally, I'm currently, I'm also in a situation where I feel like um, it's, it's actually a bit toxic, but for this, for this, there is a lot of clarity in it. And, and at my age, I'm able to make a decision for myself. Um, I have been with women that I've had to like actually drag into um, whatever that I was going through. And then, you know, because like I said, I didn't really get a lot of um, father figure, like, you know, love from my actual father. And it was just on me to learn, you know? Yeah. So I think it could be confusing when growing up like that and also just having to to share like your life or you know like a period of your life with somebody else so i it was really tough for me you know in terms of communication in, in terms of like you know trying to relate understanding the language and also being able to like assimilate you know how to be there for for my partner or for the person that i was with so it was just a bit toxic for me growing up also because of what I have been through. But um, I can say that, you know, um, at this point, I have been so big on clarity that I'm able to tell, like, if this is good for me or not. Because, yeah, I mean, part of the people that I have been with, I still think of, like, yo, if I knew what I knew now, we could have worked something out or we could have been able to, like, meet on a healthy balance. But... You know, they say you learn as you go, right? So yeah. for me personally, I can I can say that, you know, I have had my, my fair share of, like, being with women and trying to drag them into whatever mess that I, that I had to create for myself. And, of course, I had to also take responsibility for a lot of things or a lot of decisions that I, that I made, which was really hard. Um, going through my mental health journey, and also being able to confront what I fear the most. So, like I said, my pops, right? Um, and I don't know if I'm going to go more into this conversation, but I honestly feel like, you know, my father wasn't typically like the father of the day, right? Or the father <laughs> of the year. But um, I am very glad that I have been able to, to distinguish, like, how to be a better man and how to... Um, What's the, what's the word that I'm trying to do for? How to be able to, like, have a healthy balance with the person that I'm going to be with, you know? Yeah. So that's it for me. But, um, again, again, I'm, this might look like a drug, 
we're, we're talking about the the recent uh, show that just ended insecure and um i was looking at how perfect the whole storyline is but i love it so you know even though what i'm actually going through or what is actually happening and even just to look on that and trying to like put it in your life you know you can find yourself in a situation with somebody uh or you can be in a relationship with somebody and you know that it's really tough or or it's a really like toxic cycle but at the end of the day you know that you know that you are still going to be with the person and the person has some sort of like potential and you have empathy for the person so you want to be there for them but just so you know you don't have to lose yourself like cuz cuz you know we are all different right so you don't have to lose your, yourself entirely but again Yeah, I just think that it's harder it's easier said than done, especially in relation yeah, I, to like whip to women, right? Because like that's literally what we're taught to do. Like when we think about what it means to be what society tells us it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman, there's literally really no flexibility there. And so like of course like True. masculinity, toxic masculinity like masculinity itself puts pressure on men to behave certain ways and it teaches them that like they can't cry and they can't be emotional and they can't they can't be affectionate in some capacity and i think that like but i think that it also it also means that doesn't just have an impact on the men it has an impact on women right and it means that like women now have to like cater to the way men behave right like even if my man lashes out at me i'm supposed to accept that because you know he's like he's just so frustrated like like it's i think true, that true, true. we can really deal with like our mental health i think that before we can really unpack what it means to deal with mental health we really have to start like unseating some of this like gender stuff some of, all of these ideas that sit around like what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman i think that like it's real like um even when you were talking about your dad like i am one of those people that feels like you don't necessarily need a man in your life to teach you how to be a good man right or to be, teach you how to be a good person to someone else exactly and i think exactly. that's what society teaches us and that's what society teaches us as a means of looking down on single mothers right like there are women who raise their kids they raise their sons and their sons become great they become great people but that has nothing to do with whether or not like the father was in their lives or not and i think that that's something that we are all brainwashed to believe that like if you don't have a man in your house then your sons specifically are going to be bad and your daughters are likely going to end up being um promiscuous right but like of course like you understand that sex people should be free with their sexuality and enjoy that um so i think that like i think that that's those are those a, a few things that just stick out to me but i think that it's a process like unlearning like i am always still unlearning like there's so much about like the way i move or the way i talk that is learned behavior that might impact people and like i i feel like i'm consciously i'm always like sitting in my head trying to unpack like my own decisions and i remember like i had a really good i have a really good friend her name's Sharon um but she's probably she's not online right now but i was i have a friendship with this guy that i've been, I've, we've been friends since college and like our our the beginnings of our friendship was really toxic and it felt super one-sided um and i remember Sharon like once told me i was like in the car with her she probably doesn't even remember it but she was always one of those people that said whatever was in her mind even if it was like it comes out really harsh yeah. and so anyway she said to me she was like you know anyeka you know like sometimes 
you are a lot more flexible with your male friends than you are with your women friends. And like, I think that that's something that you should think about. And it was specifically because like, it is much easier. Like, I feel like I grew up being able to cut women off if like you fucked with me in any capacity. I'd be like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to associate with you anymore. I'm done. You're like, you played yourself. But like with some of the guys, especially with this guy friend of mine, like it was much harder. It's like, I'm always, I was always giving him chances, chance after chance after chance to be a better friend to me. Like, this is a very platonic friendship, like to be a better friend to me. And he just wasn't able to do that until like, I finally made the decision my senior year that like, I, like we couldn't be friends, right? And, and for an entire year, we didn't speak to each other. We didn't associate with each other. And then at the end of that year, he apologized to me because I think that there's like an automatic, like, I think that that is a part of the process, right? And I maybe if Sharon hadn't called that out for me in the moment where I could, that could just sit in my head. Of course, like I didn't respond right away. And I was like working, I, I, it just sat there. And like eventually it sat there and I had to play it out in my life. And I was like, wow, like Sharon was actually telling the truth. And I actually didn't want to fucking hear her at the time because literally stop saying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I think that, I think that it's really, it's hard, right? Like, and I think that that like, when we, if we really want to have an honest conversation about mental health, it means like, we really have to start critiquing masculinity and we really have to start critiquing what it means to be, what society tells us it means to be a man, what society tells us to be a woman, so that people can be free to be the people that they want to be. Like, I think that that, that is like a complicated thing. But you know what yeah. made me uncomfortable about the article? Because the article made it like, insinuated that a part of the reason why mental health is becoming really popular is becoming a big conversation in Accra or in Ghana was because the diaspora was coming back to Ghana and I I think that's a little weird like I think that like <laughs> something about it makes me really uncomfortable because it makes it seem like without some type of western exposure you're not thinking about the ways people aren't thinking about the ways that like there's trauma right like experiences of violence sorry that was me <laughs> um people aren't thinking about those things on their own and i, I don't think that's fair right because i think that if we understand that patriarchy exists everywhere but it manifest it manifests differently wherever we're located it means that there are different ways that that is going to play out and so even here as a, someone that's seated in the united states i see a lot of people like i know a lot of men here in the u.s who are constantly saying i crying is for girls like I don't cry. I don't talk about my feelings. Like, what is masculinity? And they're the most toxic people, right? And so, like, we know that there are ways that patriarchy is playing out here that's doing the same work. Like, this, it's not something that is, like, unique to Ghana, right? Like, we have the same, they're the, those same exist, issues exist everywhere where we are. Where there are men and there are women and there is patriarchy, those same underlying issues exist. And I think that we're, I think that, like, People aren't ready, specifically men, aren't ready to actually do the thing that needs to happen, right? Because patriarchy gives men power. <laughs> so well, I if mean, you yeah, really yeah. want to deal with your mental yeah. health, then we means we really need to start abolishing. We should be working towards abolishing pa patriarchy and like dismantling the system so that we can all be free to do what we need to do. But the reality is, Men are not ready for that type of work. They want to do the surface level conversation where it's like, yes, go to a counselor, talk about your feelings, which is important. Like, do all of that. But the real issue, like, we're never going to actually deal with the real problem 
until we dismantle all of this other stuff, right? And I let me know when y'all are ready for that. <laughs> I'm ready to do I mean, I'm ready to do that today. <laughs> um in the pipelines like okay, men men are beginning to understand that the internet or yeah, I mean like the internet is a place where you can learn a lot. And um you know, you see how women go through all these things. Like, I honestly feel like a lot of women are actually, like, beginning to talk more about, about like, mental health and the fact that, you know, there is a lot of, like, toxicity in um, having a conversation with, with men. Okay, I am saying this to also say that, um, for me, okay, learning about all these things was just, like, a long process, okay? Um basically just being on the internet i see like a lot of narratives you know people talking about um being in relationships that don't really stand out because because the man is actually pushing like a lot of pressure in the relationship and i would want to go back to myself looking at the fact that what i find myself in currently okay was as a result of me me thinking that you know i would have a i would have my way in it with the person that i was with right and the fact that of course like if i decide to be there for you it means that i am the man of the house that's what i used to think like you know so of course yeah. you would have to submit to me you would have to be there for me you 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 would have to like put in a lot so um when you look at the whole the whole balance it's it's just like half and half right but at the mm -hmm. same time in reality and the woman is actually putting in a lot more than a man could you know, and most of the time it actually ends bad because women would have to like resent you and then, um, you know, do things that will mean that, you know, things aren't really going well. But at the same time, you do realize that as a man, you have a lot of responsibilities to take. So to me, I mean, I guess I just didn't say everything, but learning is a process and unlearning is also like a process. Um, I, just, I just wanted to ask you something, right? Okay, in a process of learning, yeah. How long, how long does it take you? How long? Forever. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I think like you are never done learning and unlearning. Like if anybody that tells you that is not actually doing the work, or they they're not completing the work. You're never done because there's so much in life that we are socialized to believe that like you won't even know that, oh my God, that is like a learned thing until like you have this almost kind of feeling of like an outer body moment. And you're like, wow, like, did I just do that? <laughs> did I just say that out loud? That sounds crazy. Um, I think that like, yeah, I think it, it would be crazy for anyone. I, well, I don't know. Some people, maybe some people are like special, I guess, because <laughs> I'm just going through a process of like learning and unlearning. And I think that like, I guess like in this conversation, because of course, like, I don't want to make this about, I agree with you. Like, I don't want to make this about like just talking about men, because I think that me as a black woman, like the reality is that like, there aren't enough spaces. There aren't enough intentionally constructed spaces to support black women in the experiences that they have. Right. Because like they don't, not only are they dealing with like raced things they're also t dealing with like gender stuff and like they might also be dealing with like a lot of like sexuality things and like they might be also dealing with disability and I think that that's those are the layers in the conversation that we don't even we, don't, we can't even 
peel back all of those layers because as for me, like I identify as a heterosexual black woman, right? And like, like my experience of what it means to be, what it means to feel like I am constantly sacrificing is my is going to present itself very differently than for a queer black woman or like a disabled lower class black woman. Like those are the types of things that we have to be able to like unpack, right? Like how can we be more intentional in both doing the work of like dismantling patriarchy, but also doing the work of creating space for black women. And I think in the US, there's a real reckoning that's happening. And I think it, it's always been happening within activist spaces, but I think it's more public now, especially with the recent murders of trans black, black trans women and like the, the molestation and like murder of Oluwatoyin, a Nigerian American in Florida, like people, are publicly engaging in this conversation around like, what does it mean to exist as a black woman in, in heterosexual relationships or within communities as a whole, right? Like the rates of sexual assault and sexual violence that black women experience is high here. It's at something like 22%, but the problem, and that is underreported. That's an underreported percentage. And the problem is that like, black women are constantly taught that to be a good woman in your community, you must choose between race and gender, when actually that's not a choice that you can make, right? Like that's not a practical choice that you can make. And so a lot of times black women are taught that like, when that uncle or that cousin touches us inappropriately, or that community leader touches us inappropriately, that we can't say anything about that, that we have to now keep quiet. And so I think that like, when we think about what it means to deal with mental health as a black woman, wherever you are located in the world, it's really unpacking the types of violences that Black women experience on a day-to-day um, that, like, aren't being, that aren't being brought to the, the surface of the conversation. Like, are we really ready to talk about Black women's mental health? So are we going to start talking about Black women and sexual violence? Are we going to start talking about Black women and domestic violence? And if we're not going to do that, then, like, we shouldn't even engage, right? Like, don't tell me. <laughs> Do please do not tell me you care about black women's mental health and like you're not thinking about the types of violence black women experience in their homes and when they walk out of their homes when they go to when they have to deal with that, that white man in their classroom like it's just it's everything and i think that like sure. that's the tension that i experience sure. constantly yeah okay all right so um i'm just gonna before we move on i'm just gonna like read the uh -huh. comment section it's really a turn up in the comment section. Like, I'm amazed. I mean, um, I can see uh, <laughs> Bodega Store Podcast. They just joined in. Shout out to you guys. Um, and Al, Al keeps making it big in the comment section. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I can see Owusuwa and Kobe Minka. I mean, I know these guys. What's up? What's up, guys? Um, and I can see Money UE91. Um, welcome. Uh, there is Niger, Madame. Okay, he's always attacking um, my DMs. Okay, and uh, <laughs> simply misread. Um, but like, I, I, I was actually going through something and then I just saw one of the comments and I just saw one that I think that we can talk about or maybe I would, I would like to read it out anyway. Um, so this is from, it's Owusuwa. And she's saying that for the men who really want to be free, they change the narrative, but I do not think that women contribute to the status quo using their vulnerability against them. The gap and narrative makes it fun. The roller coaster difference 
and discussion, it brings makes our agenda okay to survive. Um, yeah, I mean, I get what she's saying. For a man to actually dismantle the patriarchist um, mentality, you would have to yeah. like put it, put it. You would have to make it a thing of your own to learn and unlearn. You know, because again, like I said, the internet has been like it's been good to us and also bad to us but i think that it will have to depend on you to be able to make that decision like yo i really want to check this out i really want to see how to treat a woman better i really want to see my environment you know the person that the, the lady who is close to me how to treat her better how to be able to make sure that her mental health is safe or at least contribute to it you know um so, like she said, I mean, if you really want to be free, you would have to change the narrative. And that's what, like, you know, the modern day man, or I should say, like, people that are aware of what's happening around them is trying to do. Um, so, uh, I'm also going to read something from Albert. He's saying that you are never done learning. Spoken like a true Kogi. Yeah. <laughs> I look at that, right? Oh, okay, so I see where, where this is going to. <laughs> anyway, um, Albert is also saying, okay, wow, Onika, it's really unpacking the issues of mental health. Um, yeah, and I can, this is from Francesca Agege. I'm not, I'm sorry if I'm messing up the name, but I think that, you know. Hi, friends. She's saying that you are killing it, sis. And, um, <laughs> Kabantu baby, please help me with the names, okay? Because I don't want to. Oh, it's like, okay. That's follow me. Insane name. Hi, All right. Um. So. Also, so don't mind her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's saying that yes, please. Speaking up in the black community is advice for for women. You are currently being punished for it. Um. Yeah, I actually. So. so out there, right? Let me just put this parameter out there. Okay, let's say that in a in a household, in an African household, where um, the man is the head, you know, and the woman or the wife is Absolutely. just below, and they have two kids, Absolutely. like a man and a guy. And can yeah. you hear me? I can hear okay. you. Okay. So so um, do you do you think that most of the time, um, the boy in the household is being favored a lot because of how patriarchy has been seen as or the direction it is going to in the sense that, oh shit, we have to make them, the guy or the man, you know, dominate. So we would have to like focus or, or channel our energies into making them a better person. Do you, do you think that is the case always in African communities? I don't know how well you are like, um, how well you are in touch with the African roots, but do you think that is always No, I mean, I, this is I just think... a new question because I'm here to learn anyway. So, yes, um, I'm wearing a blanket assumptions about how people's homes run, right? Like, I think that, like, I think that society does a really good job, or Western society does a really good job of teaching us that, like, African households are the most conservative and restrictive for women. And so I am wary of saying like, oh, this is how Africa, this is what it means to exist in an African household. But I will say this, that my dad is Nigerian and my mom is Liberian. Um, and for the majority of my life, I like grew up here, but I also went to school in Nigeria for like two and a half years. 
And so, uh, okay, I think that I think that the way masculine I think that the way masculinity for me as a for my Nigerian side, of course, like my dad was Nigerian and he was in the military, right? And so that's like a double kind of like that's a I, thing I of it. Right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's a thing of its own class because I think that like. Of course, like, when we think about, like, religion and, like, when we think about the way colonialism was brought to Nigeria and instilled specific divisions about how men and women were supposed to interact with each other, but also what that meant for how men presented themselves in their, in their homes, right? And so I think, I, like, I think that depending on the household, that's probably true that, like, and that's across the board. That that's probably true that, like, there are certain things that boys are more favored to do, right? Like, um, I think that that is, I mean, that could be the case. But again, like, I'm wary of making blanket statements. But what I can say is that, like, my dad didn't have any sons, right? He only has three daughters. And in where I'm from, in Igbo tradition, where my dad's Igbo, I'm Igbo, like, where, where we're from, like, having a son is kind of important in some capacity is not as I don't think it's as I don't think it's as important today but I think that like there was kind of this like weird thing about it my dad has no sons and so he has never turned down his masculinity in my entire life and so I think that there was no there was no specific like if you see my sisters what I'm trying to say is if you see the three of us we yeah. act and behave like him in many ways. Like, am I able to talk about my mental health? And am I able to talk, to talk about the things that affect me? I probably not. It takes a lot. Like, I would, I would rather get to the point where, like, I'm exhausted and, like, end up crying <laughs> than talk through all of these little pieces. And I know, like, I always tell my friends, I'm like, yeah, like, I definitely need to get a therapist. Like, I always say, like, I'm going to get a therapist. I'm going to get a therapist. Because there's so much... And, that I need to be able to talk about. But I think that that is something that I like definitely picked up from my dad, right? Because he, he doesn't share anything. He doesn't show any emotions like that. And so what you see happening in our household is kind of the reverse of what you would expect, right? Like you would think that there was this, I mean, of course, like we constantly have conversations, oh, well, girls should do this. And like, when I was a kid, sometimes he'd be like, oh, close your legs. Why are your legs open? And <laughs> all types, those, those types of things are like, shouldn't you, you definitely should be cooking in your house. You should learn how to cook because you have to cook for your husband, right? But like, yeah. while all that is going on, he was also very much instilling to us the types of things that people tell, say that are like, me the way men are supposed to behave like my sisters and I will never back down from a fight physical or physical or what is the word like, nah, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> it doesn't matter we'll never back down from a fight you see the three, the three of us are very similar even from the ways that we carry ourselves like I will I will challenge you I will challenge my uncle I will challenge whoever the president is you and I will we can go for it anytime but that's something that we definitely picked up from our dad. And like you very like when I see my uncles when I go back to Nigeria, they're always like, Oh, Ani, like you you don't sit and have you don't say these types of things around men. You don't do this. I was like, said who? Who <laughs> said that? Because I've been saying them to my dad for forever. <laughs> I think that like I think I think that it's actually quite it's quite interesting because we watched them I went to grad school for gender studies and law. So I have my master's in gender studies and law. And okay. we once watched this video, it was in India. I think it was in India. And like, 
in the video, it was kind of playing out the same things where like this family didn't have a son, they just had a daughter. And so of course, like she was dealing with all these other pressures, but at the same time, the things that society says, this is how a man is supposed to behave, the father was instilling those things in the girl. And so I think that those are some of the most interesting spaces to be like watching, right? Because I think that that's where you kind of see like these ideas about what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man, like purposely destabilized, not purposely, but like unconsciously destabilized because it's like, I can't turn down I can't turn off those bits of me that come from my dad. Like those are as much a part of me as they are everything else. Um, but yeah, and I think I think that that's happening regardless of whether it's like a traditional, whether it's a traditional African household or not. Like I think that there are white families where the boys are probably favored or they're allowed to do things like, for example, I don't know, the father's probably more comfortable talking with their son about like having sex and like yeah. being free yeah. of their sexuality yeah. and you know, get as many girls as you want than they are with like maybe their heterosexual daughter. Like they likely are like, no, don't bring your boyfriend to the house. Like he can't stay, he can't stay over here. But they definitely allowed the son to do that. Um, I think that like, yeah. it's a weird, I think the question, I don't know. I, I'm not sure, am I sense to people? Please tell me if I'm I making mean, sense. Yeah, you are. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, was, I was actually going to re-echo on what you were saying about, you know, um, in a household where the parents are more, like, um, lenient towards the guys or, or, the, or the boys, you know, as mm -hmm. opposed to the girls. And I was even thinking about sex education because, um, I mean, in Ghana, right, I mean, I can speak for myself and practically just some friends of mine. Um, we we are in a family household that basically the man, the father, is comfortable having conversations about sex education with with their sons rather than you know than the girls. And just including them is not as often as we see, you know. So <laughs> you like as a woman, I can only imagine that you think able to have you know sort of like this this conversations with your parents and you would have to like find yourself in situations like outside of the home or when you are old or when you are in the world or exposed you know and so i honestly think that you know we should start having conversations that like you know sort of like enforcing equality in the household because that's where it starts from anyway i mean i have friends right male friends that 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 don't even have conversations about like you know um, sex or sex education basically all right with their sisters right mm -hmm. I have friends like that right it's just really weird to me because me I'm the only child well for my mom's end but um, if I was actually very in touch with my half sisters I know that there's a lot of conversations like this that would never go unnoticed. Like, we would be having conversations, so, okay, are you comfortable talking to me about your boyfriend? Or, like, not to police you, right, but, like, at least just be, just, like, just arm this, this mentality of, like, you know, males and their masculinity and always it being, like, prioritized, you know? So just having like that conversation and then and, and then bringing that equality in the household is a good thing for me and and i thought that's something that i could add to what you were saying um yeah because because I, I, like i think it's it's about time that we should all start learning stuff like this you know and and me 
me knowing that this is actually important if i'm to grow up and i'm i'm to get a family i'm going to actually instill that on them like you can talk to me about anything and everything if you are my daughter like you are going to get the same treatment as my son or even more because yeah like I, I, I know how being a father can be stressful, like, or as, as a woman, or like, as a mother can be stressful us. So, yeah, I, I was trying to bring that up, but I think you're actually making sense. Um, I want to also go back to the comments. Um, okay. <laughs> now, this, now, this is funny. Niger Mademi says that you are not wrong when you're talking about the hands, right? It's I mean, my sister. Standing up to, oh, that, that's your sister. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. And um, Simply Miss Red also said that she's seen those hands in action. <laughs> yes, she yes. has. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So I was saying that I am not speaking for him. But I mean, oh, you know what's going on. Even though I know I'm not speaking for you, but go on. Sisters will never tell you about their boyfriends. This is also from Al. And yeah, and I think it's actually true, like what I said. So, um, I'm just going to ask you this we'll question. Maybe, maybe that is going to be for me, but um, what are your takes on men that need to learn a lot? Like, how, how would you be able to sit down with, with maybe somebody that you are dating and you realize that, you know, um, like you realize that your mental health is, is actually going to drain or you feel like you are actually giving a lot than you could how would you how would you go about how would you talk to them would you rather have a conversation with them or would you just like up and then leave i mean i'm just saying what i think but well, what's your take on that yeah well the first thing i would say is that like i agree oh, with worry. you about what you said earlier about like I don't think it's necessarily I think that change starts with us individually and not necessarily in the home specifically I get a little wary when we talk about things changing in the home because it almost kind of positions it as a woman's responsibility it becomes about the mother's responsibility to ensure their kids become better people when it's reality it's like a society and it's a community responsibility and it's like each of us individually have to do that work if we want to make sure that like future generations of people are able future that our future generations are better able to like be in connection and in relation with each other um but i think in the reference to your question i think that like i would say that like when we start teaching women and girls specifically that it's not their responsibility, we need to teach women and girls that it's not their responsibility to ensure that men understand what's happening. It's a man's responsibility as a person in this world to be interested in what women are experiencing. Um, and it's their responsibility to do that work on their own. And so if I'm in a relationship with someone, I start to realize that like his his behaviors are having a negative impact on me and how I live. And like, I know people might not agree with me. I think that like, it might be time for me to step away from the relationship. And I think that that is perfectly okay. And it's a healthy response. I think that we, when we start teaching women to choose themselves, you're going to see a lot of relationships end, right? Because 
a lot of times we we're not we're not taught that that's a power that we have like we're waiting for like the other shoe to drop from this person when the reality is like we need to be able we need to be able to like do that work individually on our own yeah and i, I think mean, that I lot, yeah and i think that like a lot of us and this is not to say that all women are perfect right like i think that's the other conversation is that as human beings we're all broken right and like yeah are we working to fix that brokenness for ourselves because sometimes i think people believe like if they get in a relationship then automatically they're going to be healed and that brokenness is no longer going to be there and that's not true two broken people just are a whole disaster so i think yeah. that in many ways like you need to be able to like you need to be able to say hey like i'm broken and i need to do this work for myself so that i can be a better person for myself and it can't be because i want to be a better person for this woman because that's the other thing that's why you have so many women who like women are constant black women are constantly investing in everybody everybody <laughs> we're investing in everybody we invest in our communities we're trying to save the world like it's exhausting it's very yeah, exhausting I mean, true. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that, like, I think that it's okay for us to choose ourselves. It's okay for us to step back. It's okay for us to take a moment and be like, hey, like, this might not be okay for us. Um, but I think that, like, people frown on that. Like, I think, I feel like I've heard a lot of men, heterosexual men specifically, who are always like, no, well, if you're in a relationship, you like, gotta fight through the good times. You gotta fight through the bad times. And you gotta work it out so that you guys can be better. And it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> no offense. Sorry. <laughs> nah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, so, uh, I mean, I actually see what you're saying in a sense that um, it's it, it's an individual journey that you would have to take. Um, but I I also honestly believe that, and and I'm not to say that you know just bringing this 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 back, but I also feel like you know there should be some sort of like start from the home you should be able to start like that should be like um what's the word that i that i'm looking for that should be like a standard you know that should, yeah that you should learn so that if you are able to go outside you don't feel that type of way or it doesn't become very hard on you but i also understand that women have the right to feel the way they want to feel and just take a break you know women women have the right to actually disconnect when they feel like yeah you know, because of course we are all broken all right and we are yeah. all learning every day so i agree with you on that and i think that i am learning as i said <laughs> like, it's a very great experience for me right now um but also, i'm sorry, not going to hold on no, just quickly come, come. Like, i think that like men literally always cut people off when it's like too much for them like i feel like that's what <laughs> like i don't know any men who don't take that power to choose themselves men choose themselves every single day in every single space at home at work at school they choose them always and i think that it's to me it's always like really strange when i see men not understanding why a woman should be able to choose herself um, because it's like, what is, like, like, that's just something that as humans, we should be able to do. We they say I'm shady, cause I got another baby.
And she keep me up late And I They say I'm shady Cause I really make a party But I can't stop hearing Her whisper in my ear You're my one true, you're my one true love You're my one true, you're my one true love Feel so right with you in my life You've been on my mind since I was a yeah You're my one true, you're my one true You're my one true, you're my one true love Feel so high when we go all night Only satisfied with you by my side $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.